You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil, here with Jeff, Ken, and Matt. Yeah, welcome to our very first pay-per-view Triviality episode, but uh, don't worry, there's no video anyways. There is no video mm-hmm. and it's free. And yeah. it's free to listen to. That's right. Uh, well, you can pay whatever you want. Yes. Yeah. There is going to be a lot of fighting on video, but that's a paywall. You have to see that. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, welcome to uh, the show today. We're super excited to be here, uh, getting back in the swing of things after we had our extended break. It's been a little bit of a while. We had Valentine's Day. We had uh, Fat Tuesday, Mardi Gras. We went to New Orleans, got some beads. We won't tell you how. Did you say bees <laughs> or beads? Both. We did uh, We did the Nicolas Cage experience from The Wicker Man. <laughs> which is <laughs> Wicker Man the Ride. That's the only <laughs> reference I would get from that movie because it's the only scene I believe I've viewed. Yeah, he well, punches a bear at some point. That uh, well, movie? Well, I, I would, I've seen the original Wicker Man. I haven't seen the Cage one. Though. Uh, I've only seen uh, parts of the Cage one. I will say the the Bad Lieutenant Nicholas Cage adaptation is wild. Ver, Werner Herzog, it's great though. Um, but yeah, we're here. Uh, Matt, uh, how are you doing? I am good. I don't have any Nicholas Cage anecdotes for a Nicholas Cage pod. Uh, that's all right. Uh, we, we did want to say up top. Uh, one of our friends uh, started a gaming company. And uh, we say friends because they were uh, friends with us for a long time. They created a bunch of our T-shirts for a really long time, uh, right when we first started having T-shirts. And all of you great listeners uh, were buying some of our merch before we switched over to Public. And the reason was he actually uh, stopped that company to start a gaming company called Do Little Gaming. And uh, we just wanted to wish him all the best. Uh, Ken, we have a, a brand new game that he released in studio that we've been uh, messing around with. Reincarnated. Great name reincarnated I, I don't know much about board games i know ken you and jeff uh are really into them so uh, just from the uh the way it's presented would you say it looks i think matt plays more board games than any of us oh maybe i, I play a lot of board games yeah 
The presentation uh, looks amazing. We gotta we gotta crack this box and and play. Yeah. So if you have a chance, uh, I think he's Doolittle Gaming on Instagram. Say hello if you have one of the T-shirts he made. Uh, you know, give him a little shout out. Uh, we're happy mm -hmm. to support him and uh, and his venture. Um, but speaking of board games, Matt, you always play a ton of board games over at Discord. Is that right? Yeah, we're doing a ton of code names and looking for other different games that people are interested in playing online. And I'll probably be streaming some of them on my Twitch channel, Triviality Matt at twitch.tv. Something. Neat. Well, speaking I of Discord and all the board games you you play there, uh, someone who's always on Discord and is playing a ton and talking a ton and just interacting with everyone, which is wonderful, is actually our guest host today that we're excited to uh, invite into the studio. Uh, coming to us uh, from uh, Framingham, uh, Massachusetts, Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, Ryan Damon. How are you, Ryan? Oh, good. Thank you guys for having me. It's awesome. Yeah, no, thank you for being welcome here. To the show. Yeah, no, welcome. Like we said, you're always uh, big on the Discord uh, channel, which we appreciate. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself uh, and anything else you'd like to, to say today? Oh, yeah. Like I said, I'm uh, Ryan from Framingham. Um, I got into the, this show through – I just was just Googling trivia podcasts. I wanted to do like a game show podcast, a watch-along. And then I was looking in, at your site, and I saw all the wrestling trivia questions and the Star Trek uh, sets. So I immediately signed up for the uh, Patreon to get i've been going through the backlog <laughs> it's so funny because people were like i don't know if the wrestling thing's going to limit you guys but we found more and more people who found us through searching for wrestling trivia that that has actually helped us quite a bit uh well ryan you're, you're going to be hosting today but we have a uh, a guest who's going to be playing today who we're uh, very excited to welcome he's going to be partnering with matt i'll let them talk about their team name in a minute but uh, yeah, coming to us from the great state of Connecticut, Oakland Five supporter on Patreon, Brian Manitok. How are you, Brian? Hey, guys. Doing great. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So um, yeah, I uh, hail from the uh, great state of Connecticut. I uh, live about an hour north of New York with my wife, uh, two kids, and a dog. Um, I am a uh, brand manager for uh, BIC, where I get to work on the uh, pen business. Um, and so I've been doing that for uh, been there for about seven years. Um, uh, outside of uh, work, I like to uh, play music and obviously listen to trivia podcasts. I uh, also found you guys um, through your uh, wrestling themed trivia when I was searching oh, no way. Um, and stuck around because I uh, kept noticing all of the uh, subtle wrestling uh, cues that you guys sprinkle in all your episodes. So That's great. Uh, cream of the crop and uh, yeah. That's really great. Uh, it's, it's, it's good to know that uh, some of those were... Is working yeah, right. The algorithm is working. Uh, and we're gonna have to talk after the show because maybe we'll just exclusively use big pens from now on. We don't maybe you don't you never know. <laughs> Who could say? Welcome to the pen podcast. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, thank you for for being here, uh, Brian it's and Ryan. One I've listened to it's called the Pen Addict. <laughs> um, Jeff, Jeff would listen to a podcast. That's a good called, one. Is it called the Pen Addict? Yeah. Um, well, I'm sorry, not for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you both for for being here today. So, uh, Brian, you and Matt are gonna partner. Uh, what's your team name gonna be today? Um, well, we both were up watching uh, Elimination Chamber last night. Uh, we had the idea we're going to be the Elimination Chamber Pot. Which is what every chamber pot is for, your eliminations. <laughs> Good call. Uh, Jeff, you and I are going to partner today. Indeed, we are. Uh, so the next uh, big pay-per-view is going to be WrestleMania, but we're just going to skip ahead a little bit to warmer weather, uh, which we're desperately needing here uh, in Chicago. And we're going to be Summer Slam Ball. Love it. And I shall be your humble scorekeeper, Ken. And uh, we have a special rules read uh, this week from uh, Lou Holtz. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. 
At halftime, there will be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points they have accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on 5 categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream! No, it wasn't really Lou Holtz. It was our friend uh, Marcus Ellis. Thank you for that hilarious rules read. We appreciate it. Yes, very good. And Ken didn't know who Lou Holtz was, but we showed him a picture, and I believe the voice matches the face. Yes, I believe so. Uh, well, Ryan, uh, feel free to uh, take it away. Uh, we're ready to play. All right. Uh, question round one and round one is about radio dramas. Uh, several years before The Lord of the Rings were filmed, the late Ian Holm was a voice actor in a BBC dramatic rendition of the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He didn't play Bilbo Baggins, but he did play what character? The two names I had written down were Gandalf or Gollum. Okay. Gollum so, would be funnier. Gollum would be, would be funny. What was the guy's different. name? Uh, Ian Holm. Ian Holm. From Sounds Aliens like a... and the Fifth Element. That doesn't help, Okay. But... Well, those are sci-fi movies, and Gollum is a goblin of sorts. That doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> what do you, Matt, what do Ian, you think? For, for, for a Matt reference, Ian Holm was the dad in Garden State. Oh, okay. Well, that... <laughs> <laughs> I like how that works. Now, now I'm leaning Gandalf. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was thinking Gandalf, although I might be thrown just because of the Ian, Ian, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Um, I'm okay locking with Gandalf if you are. Yeah, that was my first guess. Let's do it. Yeah, figuring he was quite a bit younger at the time, we guessed Frodo. And points to SummerSlam, it was Frodo Baggins. All right, uh, the second question is going to be a movie quote question. An aging Dan Aykroyd played a businessman in a movie where he was a salesman, and he bought something that he didn't want to. When he made the deal, he told the youthful person, to savor the flavor, because it sure as hell wasn't going to happen again in one in what 1995 comedy. And for an extra five points, what specifically did he buy from the youthful person? Okay. How, how up are you on 1995 Dan Aykroyd comedies? Gosh, the only thing that comes to mind, and I, I might even be wrong here. I think if I'm thinking of the wrong guy, was Dan Aykroyd in the Coneheads? Oh, I that's believe the, he he was in the Coneheads. That's like the only one I've got, and I don't know if that's mid '90s or early '90s. But I feel like for some reason I'm thinking people were were over the Coneheads. I was like Blues Brothers 2000, but that was most definitely in the year 2000, right? <laughs> I would assume. Yeah, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, there's like there's like ah <laughs> uh, yes, the beloved Conan gag that everyone remembers fondly. There's a big gap between Driving Miss Daisy and the uh, Ghostbusters reboot that he appeared in briefly, and I don't know any parts of it. Um, so Coneheads seems like a good guess. You want to go with Coneheads? I got nothing else, so let's go with Coneheads. Okay. Um, we were trying to think of, of the answer. We were going through uh, Nothing But Trouble, kind of even mentioned, too. I think that was a little earlier in the 90s with uh, uh, Digital Underground. Um, and we thought of Exit to... Eden, I remember renting from Blockbuster. It was him and Rosie O'Donnell and like, I don't know, BDSM outfits. It was pretty that crazy for a kid awful. to rent. But anyway, <laughs> oh. um, 
So initially we were going to say my girl as a joke because it's definitely not a comedy. Um, <laughs> Depends on how you watch it. But um, I don't even know if the line's from this. I just know around that time period uh, he was a salesman in Tommy Boy. So we just said Tommy Boy. And do you know what he bought uh, What he bought in that movie for the extra points? Because that's the answer to Tommy Boy. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to say since the whole movie's about brake pads, we're, we'll say brake pads. Not girl Callahan, brake pads. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, yeah, it was a high, half a million brake pads. All right, this is a science question. Magnesium sulfide is used to relieve muscle and joint pain when it dissolves in hot water. It is widely believed to be discovered in what town in England, which lends its name to the common name of bath salts? Now, Neil, you're on muscle relaxers right now, correct? I am on a muscle relaxer. They were designed for a horse. Mm, They were. Jeff is on bath salts right right now, now, so that's, that's not fair. So it evens out. Yeah, yeah I, I am having hallucinations of, uh, uh, what's that place called? Kentucky Down or Churchill Down? So do you know, do you know <laughs> this, uh, this question? I think, I think I know where uh, Ryan is going with it because I will be in that town uh, hopefully in a couple months. And I, I believe Jeff knows it too, so we're going to lock in. Yeah, I don't know uh, another common name for bath salts, nor the uh, town magnesium sulfide was uh, first discovered. Yeah, so I don't have well, a way in here. Bath salts are in water. Liverpool has a pool. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing or not. <laughs> Nottingham. Uh, what what are other towns in England? I I actually have no idea on this one. Uh, this game is not quite hitting my wheelhouse yet. I have faith for next few questions, but this one not good so far. Uh, do you have any ideas? Anything you want to throw out there? Oof. I can't think of uh, any uh, towns in that area where I'd imagine my wife going, I'm going to fill the bath with this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, Liverpool, because there's a pool in the yeah. name, we can't sounds, get past it. <laughs> sounds, you know? uh, sounds pretty good. Yeah, that's where uh, the Beatles were from and probably bath salts, I guess. Liverpool. Right. Ooh, get in the bath with me. Come on, it's warm. Um, There's a couple Liverpudlians over there. Um, so Jeff wrote it down. Uh, I don't know if this is correct, but I do know. I, I think it's because I heard it in the question. I'm not even sure. I, no, I think you're right. So I'm hoping to visit this place. Uh, it was settled or created by Romans, and they had uh, naturally uh, heated water uh, from whatever you call it, Jeff. Jeff knows the scientific stuff uh, from the ground. Geothermal. Thank Geothermal. you. Geothermal. And they have baths there. Baths there. I can't even say it. <laughs> That's the muscle relaxer. They have baths there. Um, that are supposed to enrich and make you feel better because of all the minerals in it. And that's where people go to visit the baths. And it's called that because the town is called Bath. So we said Bath. This is an Epsom salt question, is it not? Uh, yeah, so the town is Epsom. The generic Damn. name of, oh. of salt, uh, bath salts is Epsom salt other than bath salts. I was mm. going to say Epsom because that seems a lot more right, but Bath <laughs> seemed like such a good answer. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so question four is food marketing. Dave Thomas is the well-known founder of Wendy's, but he was also heavily involved with Kentucky Fried Chicken before opening his own iconic restaurants. What innovation did Dave make that revolutionized Kentucky Fried Chicken? It's probably not the invention of popcorn chicken. The only, I would say no. that, that and the, um, the potato mashed wedges? potato oh. bowl with all the chicken right in it. That's the only two innovations I know from the KFC 3, in the last calorie 50 calorie years. This sounds so dumb, but could it be like as simple as that? Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't dislike that answer. <laughs> okay, all right, we'll we'll lock in with a, a a random guess. 
Yeah, I know they're known for their uh, wonderful blend of herbs and spices. Um, I'm thinking this is some sort of mass breading or frying technique. I feel like that's... Uh, yeah. Do you have anything? I, I would agree with you in the sense that I think that it has something to do with cooking the chicken um, in large batches. So maybe like uh, those those heat lamps that keep the keep the chicken hot. I don't know. You want to go heat lamps? I'll go heat lamps. Yeah, we're going heat lamps. Jeff and I just looked at each other and, and we thought maybe it's something really simple and KFC is kind of known for their big bucket of chicken. So we said maybe he innovated the big bucket. And points to SummerSlam. That's the answer. He invented <laughs> wow. the bucket for KFC chicken. Oh, boy. I love that meeting. Uh, hey, boss, I got an idea for you. Like, you know how we're putting this chicken in boxes? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got one of them paint canisters from Home Depot. We put a bunch of chicken in here. <laughs> His finger looking good. That's exactly how it happened. All right. So question five in early internet entertainment. Bubs, the King of Town, and the Code Z are three inhabitants of Strong Badia in what web cartoon series website? Finally. I'll just, I'll just mark both of these correct here. <laughs> Take it, you guys are locked in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let me suss this out because I have no idea. So, I'm oh, gonna, really? No, I'm I'm assuming because everyone talks about it in the Discord and on the crop, it's like Homestar Runner. Is that what it's called? Yep. Okay. Brian, would you like to say it? Yeah, it's uh, Homestar Runner. Let's get some points. And so points for everybody, everybody, <laughs> Here we go. everybody. Uh, yeah, it's HomestarRunner.com. All right. Well, that uh, is. Five questions and Summer Slam Ball with a dominant lead with 45 points. Elimination Chamber Pot with a strong 10. It's a strong we 10, need, though. We just need the crooked ref to come in at the end. We'll be okay. Yeah, we'll see what happens. All right. Question six is candy. Before the, the switch between lime green and green apple, which has been reversed, what flavor... Portmanteau lemon melbourne lime was virtually impossible to create from what colorful candy? All right, Matt and Brian. So your team is looking for a uh, kind of candy here. So what mm -hmm. do you guys think? Yeah. I mean, Skittles was the first thing that came to my head. Okay. And they were doing a lot of... I was thinking Jolly Ranchers. Um, but... Because I don't know. But Skittles, they did do like different packs of different types of flavors they had like their tropical and their regular and all their other sweet type ideas um so i'm good with skittles um unless you had any other ideas yeah so i definitely remember the controversy in the 90s when they took the best flavor away and gave us lime instead and we said skittles you can get it though in the gummies one just fyi all right what's the answer ryan uh yeah even though they're not really flavors they're more they're actually just scents it's um skittles yes that's the answer they're points taste for the rainbow things. smell the rainbow mm. smell the glove <laughs> all right the question number seven in video games the nes the zapper and the power bundle came with a three-in-one cartridge of super mario brothers other than super mario brothers there were two other games included in the cartridge Name one for full points and the other for five extra points. We're going to lock in over here at SummerSlam. Yeah, because I kind of remember like you had to like. Mm -hmm. 
I don't remember if that's correct, but we're in the right area. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm pretty confident on this one, but do you, do you have any ideas? So the one that I know, uh, well, I, I'm pretty certain of is Duck Hunt, I think, goes with the zapper. Mm-hmm. Um, and not sure of what goes with the uh, power pad. So what were you thinking? The three-in-one is a very rare one. Most of them uh, came with the two, which was the Duck Hunt and Mario. And the third one was world-class track meet um, because uh, when you were running, you would have to tap the A and B, which were on the mat, to go fast. But most people just went on their knees and punched it with their fists because it was way faster. Uh, so it's Duck Hunt and world-class track meet. Yeah, we uh, we knew Duck Hunt right away because we both enjoy uh doing a little duck hunt, uh, especially wearing tweed. And I, Jeff, you I'm can... actually a bigger fan of uh, Barker Bill's trick shot. Uh, that was my favorite one with the Zephyr. Bill, but... Bar- uh, Bill Barker's. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, and Jeff just said Olympics, which I agreed with. Just We just knew it was some sort yeah, of like track and field track yeah. and field thing. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't have the Von Eriks, but it was world-class track meet and duck hunt. So 15 points for, uh, for elimination chamber and 10 points for SummerSlam. We'll take it. All right. Catching up very slowly. <laughs> slowly but surely. We'll get there. All right. This is a question I specifically wrote for Neil for his love of Patrick Swayze. Uh, it's called Roadhouse Actors in Other Media. Don't be an egg-sucking dog. Name the middle-aged and crazy actor who played Morgan in Roadhouse and also played similar characters in Over the Top, The Ringer, and also had an uncredited role in Friday Night Lights. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only things that I'm very familiar with of that list is Friday Night Lights, and I don't know who would have had an uncredited appearance. Uh, do you have any ideas here? No, this uh, unfortunately falls out of my wheelhouse. Um, Sam Elliott is the only one I know. Um, he is a name, and I don't know if he would have been in Friday Night Lights, but if you're if you're okay, then we can probably lock in with at least one person we know is also in the movie Roadhouse. Uh, Let's do it. Marshall Teague. Marshall Teague would have been a good a good guess, too. I'm surprised you guys didn't um, play Game Theory with all the wrestling stuff going on today because this is a wrestler uh, in Roadhouse, and he has one of the great lines in the movie that I can't say on air because Ken will have to bleep it. I'll tell you afterwards. But uh, we said Terry Funk. So the, the clue was don't be an egg-sucking dog, and he's also middle-aged and crazy, the former NWA heavyweight champion Terry Funk. All right, number nine is in novels. I cried for TJ and the land is the final line in what middle school assigned reading that describes the life of African-American sharecroppers in the South during Reconstruction? Boy. Probably a book I should have read. Um, And if I did read it, I don't remember it at all. Uh, The only books I remember from middle school were uh, Maniac McGee, and the catcher in the rye which might have actually been high school uh probably high school so i i have nothing here um what about you yeah also nothing uh going through a list of books i read in middle school i have uh my brother sam is dead that might have been elementary school and uh then the k (laughs) oh i read the k um probably not that yeah Uh, i don't think it's the k probably not the kite runner probably Um, not who knows? Um, we don't. I think let's just let's just tap and hear this wonderful book that we don't know anything about. And Jeff, yeah, uh, you tap. had an idea. I definitely was not sure on this one. I 
never read Uncle Tom's Cabin, so I'm not sure if that fits this description, but that's what we guessed. I think that was pre-war. All right, no points right to order for time. either team. It was called Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. Okay. Oh. All right. All right, question 10 in politics. Strange things are happening at the Circle K. How many electoral college points did George Washington get in his first election in a clean sweep? Well, I'm pretty sure that quote is from uh, Bill and Ted. Um, does that jog anything for you, Brian? Uh, unfortunately, I have not seen Bill and Ted. Um, so I was trying to uh, figure out where the clue was. All right. So we've got, we've got Bill and Ted. Mm-hmm. Now we George just got to figure out a number. says it in the movie because he's in it, right? <laughs> he is in it. Not, um, not the George Washington, but yeah, he was he was unfortunately uh, unavailable. Play. Yeah. yeah, and they didn't have the AI technology yet to reproduce him, um, which they'll do in the future. Uh, I think my guess is that I think it's sixty nine. Uh, I think that when Bill and Ted meet other Bill and Ted at the Circle K, they ask, "What number am I thinking of?" Um, and they both say sixty nine. Um, so my guess is that it's 69. Um, nice. But yeah, <laughs> well, we'll we're, I think we can lock in with that nice answer. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, actually, I kind of had the same thought because I couldn't think of anything better. Um, knowing that there would have been probably 13 states with two senators apiece got us to 26. And then I just kind of, I was like, okay, well, it's probably going to be in the like 50 to 100 range. And what else are we going to guess when we don't know, right? So that's what we guessed. <laughs> uh, yeah, points for both teams. It was 69. I will never forget that fact now. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, Matt, because it, now it jogs my memory that they had that scene. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. After the first round, uh, SummerSlam Ball still in a dominant lead with 85 points, but making up a lot of ground in the second half there. Elimination Chamber Pot now with 45 and uh, yeah, before we get into the swing round, uh, we just had a quick message for all of you. So for the next two months or so, our network Airwave is going to be conducting a listener survey to help us get to know you, your interests, and what you think of the show. Yeah, please support us by taking that questionnaire at surveymonkey.com slash r slash airwave. only takes a few minutes. Your feedback will help us improve the show and also help us find new sponsors that interest you guys. Um, there's even a place at the end to tell us anything that you want. As our way of saying thank you, you're going to be entered into a $500 Amazon gift card. Again, at surveymonkey.com slash r slash airwave, or click on the link in our episode notes after you listen to today's show. All right, so this is going to be about podcasts. All right, so this is, uh, I have 10 podcasts that are watch-along podcasts of TV shows. I'll give you the cast member of a television show. You give me the, the name of the show. And the name of the podcast for extra points. Okay. All right. So it'll be five points for the main answer, and then we'll say an extra two for the name of the podcast. Okay. All right. Number one, Ryder Strong, Danielle Feschel, and Will Friedle. Number two, Robert Duncan McNeil and Garrett Wong. Number three, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Once again, Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Number four, Michael Imperioli and Steve Sherpa. Number five, Sirach Lofton and the late Aaron Eisenberg. 
Number six, Jenna Fisher, Angela Kinsey. Number seven, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris. Number eight, a solo, Mark Paul Gossler. Number nine, Maggie Lawson and Timothy Omenson. Number 10, David Lasher and Christine Taylor. All right, those are the swing round questions. Uh, these guys will think about their answers, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We now have our swing round answers. So let's get the questions one more time and see how many points these guys can rack up. All right, number one, Ryder Strong, Danielle Fischel, and Will Friedell. All right, for this one, uh, for the uh, show the podcast is about, we had Boy Meets World. And for the name of the podcast, we um, had uh, Pod Meets World. Hmm. Yeah, we, we said the same thing, Boy Meets World, and we didn't know the name of it, so we just said Boy Meets Pod. Full points to Elimination Chamber. Boy Meets World, Pod Meets World. Pretty simple. Number two, Robert Duncan McNeil and Garrett Wong. All right, Chamber Pot. Oh, uh, we thought this was a Star Trek, um, and we guessed Voyager, and uh, I put uh, Voyager through Pod. I don't know. We had nothing for the new show. Uh, yeah, we, we didn't know. Um, I know those actors, I believe, were in one of the Star Treks, a Star Trek. So we just said Star Trek and the pod was called uh, Set Phasers to Pod. It's <laughs> a good one. All right. Uh, points to Elimination Chamber, Star Trek Voyager. Nice. Number three, Zach Braff, Donald Faison. All right. For this one, uh, name of the show, we had Scrubs. And uh, we took a guess on the name of the podcast. Uh, we guessed Scrubbing In. Yeah, we thought it was Scrubs as well. And we thought for some reason it might be called The Best Friend Podcast. All right. Uh, points for both teams. But the show is called Fake Doctors, Real Friends, a Scrubs Rewatch Podcast. All right. Number four, 
Michael Imperioli and Steve Sherpa. Um, we're pretty sure that this is The Sopranos, and we said, woke up this morning, got yourself a pod. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We uh, we too said uh, Sopranos. Uh, Michael Imperioli stands out from that show, and Steve Sherpa is great. But um, yeah, we said uh, woke up this morning. All right. Uh, full points um, to both teams, except for the bonus points. It's called Talking Sopranos. Oh, boring. Yeah. <laughs> no nonsense. What should we call this podcast? We're talking, talking Sopranos. Talking. I'm talking here. Number five, Sirach Lofton and the late Aaron Eisenberg. All right. So for this one, um, we thought it was the, the show was The Wire. And uh, for the name of the podcast, we went with Through the Wire. Now that you said The Wire, that totally makes sense. Uh, we had no idea, so we didn't know the show, but we said the pod was called The Eisenberg Uncertainty Principle. <laughs> All right, so there's a reason I didn't accept Star Trek for number two for the team, because this one is Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm. And it's the seventh two rule. Star Trek. Is that the one with Scott Bakula? Uh, that's uh, Enterprise. Okay. No, that's NCIS New Orleans. And I just real I just found out that Sirach Lofton is Kenny Lofton's nephew. Oh, one of my favorite players. That's awesome. All right. All right. Number six. Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey. Uh this one we are a hundred percent sure that these are the office ladies. We said the office office ladies pod. Yep. If we didn't get this one right, um, I'd have some feel bads. We said it's based on the office and office ladies podcast. Well, just office ladies, but all right, all points and bonus points. The office, the office ladies. Number seven, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris. All right, so for this one, uh, fairly certain the show this one's about is uh, New Girl, and um, we went with the uh, fairly uncreative New Girl pod. We also said this was New Girl, and uh, we toyed between Stories from the Loft and The Only Man You're Allowed to Have Fantasies About is Jay Cutler, but we said Stories from the Loft. All right, the show is right, but uh, for terms of like the worst name of a podcast, this probably wins it. It's just called Welcome to Our Show. All right, number eight, Mark Paul Gossler. Um, this one, we kind of, I didn't know that he, if this is true, that he had a podcast about this, but we think it's maybe Saved by the Bell and we'll say Saved by the Pod. Yeah. Uh, this one, uh, we put Saved by the Bell, uh, cause I think he's never seen an episode of Saved by the Bell and he watches them all in real time and talks about them. And, uh, we said it was called, uh, Zach Morris is not trash, at least for now. All right. It is Saved by the Bell. And it, it is produced by the person who made Zach Morris's trash from College Humor. But the name of the show is Zach to the Future. All right, number nine, Maggie Lawson and Timothy Omenson. All right, so for this one, we thought the show was Psych. And the name of the podcast, uh, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong here. I, I wrote down Hidden Pineapple. Yeah, that's what we guessed. Okay, Hidden Pineapple. We knew this one was Psych for sure. Title, we weren't so sure. So we said it was Psychopodmatic. All right. The show is right. The show, t the podcast title is called The Psychologists Are In. All right. Number 10, David Lasher and Christine Taylor. 
Uh, yeah, this one you have to go way back to the early 90s. I'm pretty sure that this is Hey Dude. Uh, we said that the podcast was The Ranch. Jeff got this one. Um, we had talked about what Christine Taylor was in, and uh, he right away said, Hey Dude. And for the podcast, uh, we said, Hey Pod. The show is correct for both teams. The show has a kind of a weird um, title. It's called Hey Dude, the 90s called. It's not just a watch-along podcast. They also go around talking about other hit trends in the 90s, like their show was. All right. Elimination Chamber Pot definitely making up some ground in the swing round. Um, still in second place with 94 points. Summer Slam Ball a little bit more narrowly ahead with 127. Let's go into second round. All right. Round two, question one, is we're back to radio dramas. In the, the Star Wars radio dramas... Most of the cast were replaced by soundalikes. But there were three cast members who played their voice in at least one episode. Name one for full points and bonus points, five points each for the other two. Okay, so we're, as far as Star Wars characters, thinking about who's in the most, um, probably C-3PO. Did you have the name potentially for that? Uh, I was thinking Anthony Daniels. Okay, I think we can. We'll lock in with that, and we we got nothing on the other one. So, well, the others are bonus, right? Yeah. yeah, So we'll just. uh... Frank Welker does Chewbacca probably because he makes all the animal noises in the world, and uh, for the Um, other one, uh, (laughs) I don't, I don't uh, know. Let's say Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. He likes using his voice. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Jeff and I both wrote down Anthony Daniels. Uh, and we thought maybe just for fun, because maybe he wasn't doing too much, we said Peter Mayhew uh, chimed in to do some Chewbacca. And then uh, Lando, I can't think of his name right now. It's like completely... Oh, the actor? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember it either. Oh, my God. Sudden. I know. Oh, that's all right. Well, we'll say Lando, even though it's incorrect. But All right. So it's 10 points plus five points for the Elimination Chamber. And it's just 10 points for Anthony Daniels. The other two, Mark Hamill and Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. Oh, that's, Billy D. that's Lando. Yeah. yeah. Darn it. That's the most uh, relaxer. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Once again, question two is in movie quotes. After starring in two successful Bill and Ted movies, Alex w- Winter tried his luck as a producer. He created a film that only grossed $29,000, but was only in two theaters. But it became a cult classic for being on the catalogs of HBO and Cinemax. He stars as an actor who is kidnapped and transformed into a monster. His friend is also captured by Randy Quaid, and his friend asks before he's transformed if he can change the size of his penis. Uh, Randy Quaid's character replies, I'm a mad scientist, pal, not a miracle worker. In what film? We can can like Brian looks very concerned. We can lock in. It's very easy to change the size um, if it's in the reduction <laughs> direction. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Is that true? The pool. You could always reduce mass. You can't add mass. That's science principles. Um, what? You're telling me the ads on the internet are not true? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Local cougars are in your neighborhood, uh, according to Joe McHale in a Super Bowl ad. Uh, Brian, do you have any idea here? Because um, I think I do. Okay, let's uh, let's go with your idea because I got nothing. 
I think this one was on a flop house of We Hate Movies or one of the ones that I've listened to. I'm pretty sure it's called Freaked. So we say Freaked. The only reason I know this one is... Because uh, you watch it uh, weekly. Yeah, I watch it weekly. Um, I actually worked on a uh, reality show set with the director from this movie who was directing the reality show, and I wrote jokes for the um, the cast members to say in their interviews. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> no. Of the reality show? Uh, of the reality shows. And I worked with the director on this one. We talked about this movie, uh, and we said freaked. Uh, points for both teams. It is freaked. What a weird coincidence. Yeah, I know. Well, I, he was like, why, why are you bringing that movie up to me? And I was like, well, I've seen it a bunch. And he was like, oh, thank you. You're probably the only one. So, and it was weird. I, was I, actually I, I, I made twenty nine thousand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Question three is in science. Ten million strong and growing. What metallical element is included in a Flintstones chewable vitamin in the amount of twenty five milligrams per serving? Okay, so they're locked in. Uh, I was an avid eater of Flintstones chewable vitamins as a child. I don't hopefully just one a day. Well. You know, sometimes you miss a day and you got to eat two. Don't do that. No. It's not really going to hurt you. You're just going to evacuate it all later. It depends on how much of this iron substance I had. I have no idea. It's, it can't just be iron, right, for metallic substance? I mean, that's what I, so that's what I was thinking because, uh, yeah, 10 million strong because the, the – the, That was the song. There was, yeah, there was – yeah, 10 million strong and growing, so there's nothing the there. Flintstones, kid. And then uh, – Iron helps us play is a quote from Rod and Todd of the Simpsons. <laughs> so, I mean, it's I probably iron, but <laughs> yeah, I can't think of another of uh, what I'd call a metallic element that would be, they, I guess, they don't have mercury in there, right? Yeah, that would be mercury poisoning. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not still. Um, in the like, <laughs> in, in my the vitamins, the did you get your daily kids? dose of mercury, kids? <laughs> what is it, the 1950s? Uh, yeah, I think we can lock it with iron then. Yeah, I, let's go with iron. I thought it was magnesium, so that's mm. what we guessed. Um, I don't know if that's right. Neil thought it was iron, but we just we went magnesium. All right, no points to either team. Uh, the the quote ten million strong and growing was sort of a clue. It was calcium. Um, I always forget that that's a metal. Sense. All right, number four is in marketing of food again. In twenty sixteen. What orange and nectarine beverage was one of the better things that happened because of a reboot of a classic comedy film? It was re-released by Amazon and had limited success. Uh, I'm assuming maybe the comedy film is maybe Zoolander and because they talk about Sunny D a lot. So we just said Sunny D. Um, I believe that the 2016 reboot they're referring to was the less than successful Ghostbusters with the Lady Ghostbusters. And that this is the ecto cooler that they were selling. So, and Brian is giving me multiple thumbs up. Huge ecto cooler fan up there. Who's I not an ecto cooler fan? It's delicious. <laughs> so we're gonna lock in with ecto cooler. Uh, yes. So the movie was Ghostbusters Answer the Call. Slightly successful, but not a biggest success as they thought. And it was ecto cooler, high C flavor. Sorry, Jeff. If I would have had an extra minute there to think about it, I would have. But I got so excited about Sunny D, which still exists. So yeah, it never went away. But it's okay. Yeah, five and live away, away but me. not Sunny D. Have you ever touched a Sunny D bottle that wasn't sticky? Yes. Really? Yeah. Where are you getting your Sunny D from? <laughs> I, I don't know. I <laughs> felt like I felt like the stickiness of it just got everywhere. 
Also, no? Jeff, great Just job me? not yes anding that at all. You're just like, yep, definitely. Never happened to me. <laughs> He's a comedy <laughs> genius. Yeah. <laughs> That's because Jeff's the one who sold Ken the Sunny D. Just, just trying to liven it up a little. Just Sorry, pour, Jeff. I, I, yeah. Forgive me. I was always sneaking into your house and pouring Sunny D out onto the other bottles. Jeff only <laughs> Jeff only drinks cloudy D because everything is a dark. All right. Uh, number five is, again, early inter- internet entertainment. Early streaming services Shockwave released a somewhat uncanon third season of what canceled Fox series? If you want my review of it, it stinks. It stinks. <laughs> so Matt's locked in. Matt's locked in. <laughs> that's the one where John Lovitz plays yeah. the cartoon character who reviews stuff, right? Yeah, it's gotta be. I think it's one of Matt's favorite shows. I believe it's The Critic. Uh, yes, that is all correct. It's one of my favorite shows. Third season on Shockwave, very bad. Uh, but yes, The Critic. Points for both teams. The Critic with John, yeah, John Lovitz. All right, Elimination Chamber pot still creeping up, uh, 139 to 157. You're getting closer. This has been the, the tale of the game so far. Let's get question six. All right, number six is in Candy again. Also the name of a comedy website and streaming service. What is the Hershey version of a Nestle Crunch Bar called? It's only available now in mini size packets for Christmas and uh, Halloween. I know it from the streaming service, so we can log in. Oh, yeah. The only place you can catch Seinfeld, I believe. Uh, <laughs> and that's all they have on it. Um, Brian, do you know this one? Uh, is this Crackle? This one is not Snap or Pop. I believe it's Crackle. Yeah, good reference there with Seinfeld. I believe that's where uh, initially Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, I think, started before it went to YouTube. Uh, we said Crackle. Points for both teams. It is Crackle. All right, number seven, video games again. You probably won't be able to apprehend this criminal who has hence people named Penny Larceny and Kent Harley Reed. The book that came with the game was not included in your emulator download. Jeff, you and I aren't really sure if this character even had henchmen, but it seems like the right time period. So we're going to lock in with a guess over here. Yeah, I don't know where in the world to start with this one. Brian, do you have any ideas? Yeah, um, uh, somewhere in California. Mm, uh, San Diego? That's yeah, possible, yeah. Uh, Carmen San Diego seems like that's 100% correct. It's not the um, Noid. Avoid <laughs> the you Noid. Have to, you avoid him. So The Domino's Noid? Yeah. Which I did a Photoshop of him with Frederick Nietzsche's face one time. Oh, that was the one of the best <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what have you guys got? Uh, we also, we guessed Carmen San Diego. Points for both teams. Carmen San Diego. Shout out to Rockapella. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should follow us on any social media where I poorly Photoshop things every week for our episode releases. Can we get Rockapella to do our rules read? Because I would, I would pay any amount on Cameo for that. For who? Rockapella. Oh, that do would be our... fun. That I don't know about fun. any amount. No, some. I would do any amount. It's fine. <laughs> you can take it. Out, you can take it out of my end of year. I don't care. <laughs> it's happening. All right, number eight. Roadhouse stars in other media. What star of Roadhouse played the other Ron Swanson in an episode of Parks and Recreation? All right. So I think that we can answer my previous answer for this one. Does that sound right? Yeah, that's uh, that was going to be my move. I was looking back to see uh, what we had written. Sam something? 
Sam Elliott, I believe. So we can lock in with Sam Elliott. Now, Neil and Jeff, do you have this question about Roadhouse and Parks and Rec correct? Um, (laughs) What's your name? Ron. Last name? Dunn. Is that your last name? Yeah, we said Sam Elliott. (laughs) Points for both teams, Sam Elliott. What did he drive again? Was it a smart car or like a Yaris or something? Yeah, he drove a, a smart for two, I believe is the That's name right, of that yeah. model. Yeah. Or sandals. Yeah, it was good on the show. All right, number nine in novels. In Forrest Gump, what profession did Forrest have that mirrored an episode of Futurama? Both of the jobs ended the exact same way for Forrest and Bender. Now, to clarify, you're saying in the novel Forrest Gump, not necessarily in the movie, but perhaps in the movie too, correct? Uh, I believe that it, it might have been written for the movie, but it was cut out for a time. I've heard this novel is insane. Um, really? Yeah, it's like really crazy compared to the movie. Like it's it's all over the place. Like as far as things that happened. Which forced. the movie's totally normal. Yeah, right. The book um, is virtually X-rated, from what I've heard. That's what I've heard too. Yeah. Doesn't he? Um, the original title was Forrest. Forrest f- f- <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Doesn't he? Does he do that on Futurama? Um, he. I mean, he might. Yeah, I think there's a huge plot line that he does stuff with that in the book. But I okay. Well, then I will let you have it because I can think of a bunch of stuff that Bender takes as a um as a job. I mean, you might know more. You watch Futurama though, so right. But that's that's the problem is it's it's very open ended. Um, like sometimes he declares himself like napoleon um oh i see yeah, ben bender is is very much the homer simpson and he will have whatever job the plot requires that week yeah at, at sometimes he's a delivery boy sometimes he's a pilot sometimes, sometimes he's a grave he's digger <laughs> oh boy um how familiar are you with forrest gump and or futurama uh more familiar with futurama than i am forrest gump and that's not saying mm. a lot okay which jobs do you think that he can have that Forest would also have. Uh, so knowing Bender mm-hmm. and uh, Forest, I mean, my head went to drug mule. <laughs> okay, like he did, maybe he could run very fast. So. <laughs> like I, I'm just imagining Bender just sticking stuff inside yeah. him and going through borders, and Forest maybe doing um, so accidentally, not knowing that he's doing it. Um, it's like, hey, son, take this duffel bag and make sure nobody sees you. Um, so my my first thought was um when he was in a folk band with beck um there's was a whole forest also in a folk band with beck i don't know if he was with beck it... but he might have also been in a band is it crazy um... matt for a robot to want to be a folk singer <laughs> uh you play the play the what was it the washing board i believe yeah. is what he yeah. explained yeah. so you're gonna say uh you're gonna say folk folk artist yeah i think i think he was the uh Forrest Gump was the Bob Dylan of his time. So, folk what do you guys artist. say? Well, you said that uh, you knew a lot of things that Bender did. For some reason, I'm trying to remember. It's either Forrest Gump or the sequel book. But in the book, he does something. There's like a poop mountain, or he cleans poop. I could be way off, and I, I have to research this. I mean, Bender picks up. I, I hope poop. this is just a figment of your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> what is the correct answer? It's Forrest Gump. Is it wrestling? <laughs> All right. Technically, there's two answers because um. Uh, in Forrest Gump, he becomes an astronaut, and he he pl- flies the shuttle with the monkey. But both of the both Bender and Forrest Gump were professional wrestlers who got screwed out of yeah. their job. 
I got it. <laughs> and I, I looked it up. So it's in the sequel of Forrest Gump book. Uh, with the help of his son, Forrest creates a power plant fueled by pig poop. So okay. it was kind of close. Futurama <laughs> really. Starship is fueled by nibbler poop. So yeah. I see I see where you're going there. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Final question of regulation. Uh, number 10 is in politics. Barb Marshall was no lover of inclusiveness. He was soundly defeated in election by Danica Rome, the first ever trans elected official in American history. She now represents a district in what state's House of Delegates? Okay, we are locked in over here. All right, you guys are locked in. Um, now, luckily for you, Brian, uh, I do a live stream once a month, the third Saturday of every month on my Twitch channel. And last yesterday, I was writing a question about notable firsts that happened over the last two years. Uh, my question I actually ended up using was about The Bachelor, but this was one of the facts that I learned, and I believe that this is Virginia. We thought uh, that this was Virginia as well. Points for both teams, it's Virginia. And this is one of the questions I was going to get my brother to include, but I wrote it anyway. Uh, he was Danica Rome's campaign manager and chief of staff. Oh, oh cool. cool. Very cool. That's awesome. Strong finish for both teams in the second half of the second round. Elimination Chamber Pot racking up a total of 179 and 197 for Summer Slam Ball. It's going to all come down to the wagers in the final round. All right. I like that you all got at least 150, so you can bet uh, 30 on each if you want. The categories are Star Trek type, uh, typecasting, lackeys in film and TV, comedies only crime, a badly described movies, and WWE and NXT. The wagers are now in for the final round, so let's go ahead and get the questions. All right, in Star Trek typecasting, this is about James Doohan. He played Scotty in Star Trek and seven Star Trek movies. He also played Scotty in what movie that also included Samuel L. Jackson, Emilio Estevez, Tim Curry, John, and John Lovitz? He also shared screen time with the film's nemesis, played by William Shatner. Name this film that got the full HBO Cinemax treatment throughout the 90s. All right, next qu question in lackeys. What word connects an evil lackey from the Lord of the Rings and also the Harry Potter franchise? Comedy's only crime. Dennis Leary and his comedy special No Cure for Cancer came under fire for being derivative of what late comedians work. Badly described movies. The guy from Northern Exposure tries to out Lord Voldemort as being a cheater. Shooter McGavin is the host, and everybody messes with the Jesus. NXT and WWE. Of the first 15 men to become NXT champion, who was the only one to never get main roster success as a singles or a tag team champion? He probably won't be getting this anytime soon as he works somewhere else. All right. Those are the questions. We'll be right back uh, and see how it all shakes out. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. 
This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the chart-topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages. Teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. All the answers are locked in, so let's get on to the exciting conclusion and see who is the cream of the crop today. All right, so the question was, what movie did Montgomery Scott also play his character in a movie starring Samuel L. Jackson, Emilio Estevez, Tim Curry, and John Levitz, and also William Shatner? All right, uh, Chamberpot, you wagered zero. What did you say? Yep. Uh, Brian, you're pretty confident on this. What'd you, what would you think it is? Well, um, when we mentioned Scotty, I just went hard on Eurotrip. So we said Eurotrip. Summer Slam Ball, you wagered 20 points. What did you say? Love Eurotrip. Uh, we said this was the Lethal Weapon parody, Loaded Weapon. And points to SummerSlam, it is National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. <laughs> all right. The movie we all remember. It's a fun one. All right, lackeys. What word connects an evil lackey from the Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potter franchises? All right, uh, Chamber Pot with 20 points riding on this one. Yeah, and unfortunate, we know a lot more about Harry Potter than Lord of the Rings, so we were just shame, running shame. through all the I names. Shame, I know your name, Matt. <laughs> we said uh, Draco. Yeah, for this one, um, I immediately wrote down uh, Worm Tongue for Grima, and uh, then we were talking about Peter Pettigrew, who is Worm Tail, so we said Worm. And it's points, it's Worm. And I heard with the yeah, uh, 95 bulls. Yeah, the other team said Peter once and I was like, oh, maybe they'll get it. But then they got st stuck with Draco. So, yeah, nowhere we, close. It, it was Grima Worm Tongue, Peter Pettigrew Worm Tail. All right. The next question was comedy's only crime. Dennis Leary and his special No Cure for Cancer came under fire for being derivative of what late comedians work. All right, 30 points for both teams on this one. Let's start with Elimination Chamber Pot. Um, we went with Bill Hicks. Yep, uh, we didn't know. Uh, we just thought, who would you want to rip off? And we figured Carlin was probably the biggest influence on Leary, so that's who we went with. Uh, it was Bill Hicks. All right. All right, badly described movie plots. The guy from Northern Exposure tries to out Lord Voldemort as being a cheater. Shooter McGavin hosts, and everyone messes with the Jesus. 
Uh, 30 points again for both teams. Let's start with elimination. Um, we only knew who Ralph Fiennes was, and what movie did we say that he was in? Um, we think he was in The English Patient. <laughs> so we said The English Patient. You are correct, uh, just not on the question. He is in The English Patient. Um, this... Ralph Fiennes, yeah. Ralph Fiennes. As we discussed, isn't he a Hungarian? Uh, yeah, I believe in the, in the movie, yeah. Uh, this one was one Spoiler of the, alert. the best picture nominees of 1994, one of the best years in movies. Uh, Robert Redford directed movie. We said quiz show. It's one of the only movies where Martin Scorsese plays a, a character, and that's quiz show, correct. All right, the final question. WWE and NXT. Of the first 15 men to become the NXT champion, who was the only one to never have main roster success as a singles or a tag team champion. And it probably won't be happening anytime soon because he works somewhere else now. Um, 30 points for both teams again. Let's start with Elimination Chamber Pot. Yeah, we believe this man is all elite right now. We went with Adam Cole, baby. Ooh, that's a really good guess. This one I wasn't too sure. I didn't know if, if uh, Ryan was being coy. Um, I remember there was a reality show that we used to watch called WWE Tough Enough, and one of the competitors turned into the Velveteen Dream. Um, I don't believe he ever made it to the main roster because he's in jail now, so we'll be locked in with. All right, so I had to look this up just in case. Adam Cole was the 18th champion. The, mm. 15th, and, uh, the 15th champion was Aleister Black. Oh, okay. Uh... A little bit of back and forth in the final round there, but it is SummerSlam Ball taking the cake today. Elimination Chamber Pot with 129 to finish. SummerSlam Ball with 217. You are the cream of the crop. And don't forget it, Dutch boy. Great game. Great game. Uh, right. Very good questions, but also very good competitors. So we, you can't really have a good tag match unless the, the opposing team is uh, very talented. So thank you both. <laughs> Uh, appreciate it yeah well of course uh, matt you're always uh joyful and everything but i think uh i think brian carried your team today so a little uh, bit yeah brian uh thank you for joining us today uh is there anyone you'd like to give a shout out to or any, anything else you'd like to plug we really appreciate you being here today and supporting us of course on patreon right uh so first off uh thanks guys for inviting me to play it's been a blast um like to uh, thank when we listen to this when you guys release it uh, my wife liz kids jameson and isabella for letting me uh, sneak off to uh, hang out with you guys for a couple hours. And uh, in regards to if there's anything I want to plug, uh, guys, please buy Bic pens. We do good pens. You're familiar with our product, <laughs> trusted our product for years. Uh, happy to continue providing you guys uh, great quality. <laughs> my I also, favorite plug we've ever had. I also challenge anybody out there to name one more pen brand. Yeah, right. I mean, Bic is... Don't, uh, don't Jeff. I know you're about to. Just forget it. I was just going to say, disclaimer, uh, this is not a paid sponsorship. Correct. Not yet, because we yet. have to talk to Brian. But Brian, <laughs> as Brian knows, though, Bic is the ubiquitous uh, pen, because it's mm. the only one you can name. And I'm writing today on the Bic Atlantis. So, Stop um, giving away our time and money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you so much, Brian, for joining us today and for supporting us on Patreon. And Ryan, uh, wonderful questions today in, I think, in many of our wheelhouses here. Uh, so much fun. Uh, thank you for putting your game together and taking the time to do that anyone you'd like to give a shout out to or anything you'd like to say before you let you go today uh you know maybe just my brother and uh who's working in virginia with um politics and um just my dad who was kept kept quiet today when i was recording but thank Good you guys work, for this it was awesome yeah, no, it was great. And thank you very much for keeping our Discord alive. Uh, continue to uh, you know, be chatting there and everyone else who's in the Discord. I think we're almost at 500 people there, which is really fun, um, all the activities that are going on there. But 
uh, yeah, thank you both for for joining us today. Uh, and uh, as we've said before, uh, you know, this is an Airwave Media podcast. You can go to airwavemedia.com to check out all the other shows that uh, exist uh, alongside ours. Um, there's some new ones called uh, a little trio of shows, Sleep Tight, Relax, Sleep Tight Science, Sleep Tight Stories. Uh, and there's some other ones to the Queen's Podcast and Pulse of the Planet. You can check all those over there. And uh, Ken, we're also uh, doing that survey for Airwave. Yeah, once again, please support the podcast by taking the questionnaire at surveymonkey.com slash r slash airwave. Only or, takes a few moments and it really helps out the show. Yeah, or click the link in the episode notes and that's an easy way to get there. Awesome. Well, thank you, uh, everyone, once again. Join Ryan and Brian over at patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast. And for Ryan, Brian, Matt, Jeff, and Ken, my name is Neil, and that was Triviality. Triviality.